Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, the show where you get comics, pop culture, and sports, and get ready for a little pop culture as we're going to be talking about WrestleMania here. It's WrestleMania time, 37, this time with fans in the building for the first time since, oh goodness, like NXT in March of 2020, I think? So it's been easily over a year since we've had fans in a building for a live WWE pay-per-view. But uh, this will be the first time, and you know if I'm talking wrestling, I'm talking with Mac. How the heck are you, Mac? Good, man. How are you? Oh, not so bad. Uh, I mean, kind of sucks up here in, in Ontario where you and I live, where we're entering, or was it the fourth or fifth lockdown? Mac, I, I can't remember, but... Uh, well, I lost count, too. Oh, it's bad. But uh, anyway, we're we're going to just kind of put our heads down and plow through on this and talk about something a little bit more fun, which should be uh, the, the latest edition of WrestleMania that we have. Last year, when we talked about this, uh, I believe WrestleMania was the first pay-per-view of the wwe COVID era or era if you will uh where they did not have fans in the stadiums where it was a full-on and it, it was a, it was a full-on recorded in an empty stadium for the most part it, they, they did it at their performance center and then that was where they they started doing a lot of raw and smackdown not traveling from the performance center. They were the first ones to kind of keep doing what they were doing, even though COVID was going on. And, and it wasn't a 100% squeaky clean operation, but uh, I, I say they, they pulled it off for the most part. You got you to gotta give a little bit of credit to, uh, to the WWE staff for keeping, for the most part, in under wraps. They didn't have any wild COVID breakouts like are going on like what would happen with baseball when they came back and what's currently going on with the, the people in the, the Vancouver Canucks. I mean, geez, like hope everybody gets better there. Cause that is, is scary, scary stuff. What's going on with the Canucks right now. But here we are. Um, one year later, there will be people in the building, limited capacity in Raymond James stadium, the home of the Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers for raw 30 or for WrestleMania 37. Uh, are you excited for this one, Mac? I'm excited. Um, it's a really good point you made about the wrestling because a lot of us, like me too, is just like, how are they going to handle this? But like, you compare it to other major sports, and they're not the worst defender, not by a long shot. Yeah, another two night event for WrestleMania, and and it it seems like this is just going to be the the most normal thing going forward. This is the second year in a row they've done a two night pay per view, and and I I I I liked it last year, even though it felt completely different with the no fans in the stadiums and it was the first time they were really experimenting with cinematic matches and stuff because they had that really cool cinematic match that i remember i ended up liking between uh john cena and the fiend when when the fiend went through all of cena's greatest hits and stuff and i i i thought that was a lot of fun and that was something that they kept doing throughout the uh the the covid era but I, I, I think this is a, a normal thing that they're going to do going forward, which is the two-night Saturday-Sunday WrestleManias. And, and I kind of like the two-night, two-hour, two, two-and-a-half-hour-ish events as opposed to the the four- or five-hour Sunday night WrestleMania where they try to squeeze in... I mean, this year we've got 14 matches. I mean, they tried to squeeze in 14-ish matches on a seven o'clock and it, it, it doesn't end up ending till midnight. And by then you're kind of burned out a lot of the time. <laughs> by the time you get to the main, just as a fan, can't imagine what it's like as a performer, but as a fan, you get, you get kind of burned out and Lowe's like, 
third and fourth hours, and then you, you kind of rally back for the main event. But uh, yeah, I I I, I kind of prefer this new new two night version of of uh, WrestleMania. What did you think last year on that one, Mech? You have some good points here, man. Because at mm-hmm. first I'm like, ah, oh, two nights. I can't. It is kind of hard to commit to, though. Like especially, yeah. you know, guys' families, this kind of thing. It's like, oh, I got to watch wrestling tonight. Oh, I'm watching wrestling again. That's you know? true. Yeah, <laughs> us, but, us, man. Yeah, when when you're like fans like us, where you got young children, it's it's tough to ask the wives or or significant others or whatever you got to be like, hey, you know, you know, WrestleMania's two nights this year. You know, gonna be needing both of the the TV both those nights. You know, that sort of a thing. And it, it, the, the, there is downsides, but uh, you're 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 100 right there. Sticking with this, um, they're mm. kind of, <laughs> to quote, uh, uh, I heard Jim Cornette say once in an interview, make chicken salad out of chicken SH. Mm-hmm. Um, it, doing the cinematic thing is like, you know what, you might as well embrace this and do this now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seemed like there was more of a, a time when that was more accepted. Like, think of all the stuff in the Attitude Era where it's like, oh, you know, it's like I paid to go to the stadium in like 20 minutes or half an hour this is just on the jumbo john <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> i don't i don't think they'll i don't think they'll fully lean on it like they did a lot like i like during most of the covid era or, or the last year that we've done because i guess we're still technically in the covid era i should probably stop saying that but dur- during you know the 2020 year of, of wrestling they were doing the cinematic matches once a week once a once a pay-per-view at least had a match and I don't think they're going to keep doing that. I just think they'll they'll bust them out when when need when need be. And uh, I, I we'll get to it when we talk about night two. But I definitely think that Fiend Randy Orton match is is going to be cinematic or at least partly cinematic. If any of them should be, yeah, <laughs> be that. for sure, for sure. Um, well, we got a lot of matches to talk about, so we might as well just get right into this, Mac. Uh, night one, April tenth, this Saturday. Seven matches. Uh, first up, let, let, let's go in ascending order according to the good people of Wikipedia. First up, we got a tag team turmoil match. The winner of which, uh, and this is for the women's tag team match, so a big uh, four-way women's tag match where it looks like the winner is going to get to face Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler on night two for the titles. We got uh, Lana and Naomi, Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose, the Riot Squad, Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot, and Natalia and Tamina in a four-way match. I don't know what to think of this one because I don't know. You know, they they've been really building up uh, Lana and Naomi. They've you know given Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose, they, they've had some spots over the last like couple of months. Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot, I think, would be the least likely to win this match. And then recently, they've really been pumping up this Natalia Tamina team of, you know, two daughters or two legacy, like this legacy tag team of of, of these two. So I guess if I had to pick off the top of my head, I, I would probably go with Natalia and Tamina just because they've been getting a bit of a rub over the last few few weeks. But what I will say is I do think whoever wins this matchup is probably going to win the next night and, and win the belts. That's that's the only thing. I just don't know which way they they particularly want to go with it. Uh, what do you what do you think on the, on this one, Mike? Well, there's a couple teams I really don't see winning this. <laughs> <laughs> basically yeah riot squad um it's it's almost like you know the the ones who are probably going to be the best 
you know, might put on the best show or not the ones who are going to win. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying Natalia and Tamina can't put on a, on a good show, but I I'm okay. I'm not. I got to. I just got to admit it. I'm not very keen on Tamina. She mm-hmm. hasn't done anything in the ring that's really made me like her. She's been very rooted, but sometimes wrestlers that are very uh, that that are bigger and the more rooted competitor still work in matches, still do good good stuff, you know. And like it was like when I watched Braun Strowman live, it's like no, he's still moving and positioning mm-hmm. himself and doing stuff all throughout the match. He's not the one flying around necessarily, but she she just ah, to me hasn't really seemed to just flow and click in the ring. But I don't mm-hmm. know, maybe that's just me. I like Natalia. I like Ruby Riot. I like Liv Morgan. Well, she mm-hmm. started off as kind of a meat moop for me as well. When she was getting started, but then I think she, you know, really hit her stride, got more into that kind of silly sort of child, <laughs> just childish the right word, you know what I mean? Well, she was doing her Harley Quinn thing, but then oh, Alexa Bliss has just like fully moved into the, to playing. She's literally playing Harley Quinn every week on Monday Night Raw with the uh, with the Alexa with the Fiend character, right? Like, yeah, that's a little yeah. weird. But Liv at least being like the like the new the New Jersey girl, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I think I think it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Mandy Rose, I think, uh, took to this better than a lot of people thought she would. Mm-hmm. And like, because uh, like I remember that from seeing them live too. Is like, no, she's she was very good technically. Um, yeah. You know, maybe not doing like, and when I say technically, I don't necessarily mean you're gonna wrestle like Dean Malenko. I mean like, you were solid. You worked the crowd. You did everything right. You didn't seem robotic. Dana Brooke, I. Uh, she's another one where she has her hits and misses, right? Hasn't seen. Yeah. I don't think Dana's as good as Mandy, and I don't think Lana's as good as Naomi. I think they're paired mm-hmm. to kind of cover up their weak spots. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something, and it, it's just like this is totally lizard dude brain thing. But Mandy Rose, while I I think she is she's a very attractive woman, but I think that she might be so attractive it's holding her back. I like I I don't know like. That 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 might just be like some some dumb lizard brain thing that I'm that like Neanderthal dude brain opinion that I have, but it it's might just, not be holding her back like per se because like she that. can well because I just think that people look at her and go like oh there's no way she could possibly wrestle she's way too good looking or something like that and then but man she might be one of the best uh, worker female workers they've got and they've got a lot of really good female workers in the WWE like when she does that knee thing every time she does it so perfectly I honestly am like wow she just killed that girl with that knee strike right and I'm just <laughs> like like she she can really she can really go like like I I, I could make a case. I mean, I, the only one I would have a trouble making a case for is the Riot Squad, just because uh, they seem kind of shoehorned into this match at the last second, and good for them. Collect Joe Check. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I could Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose, I could make an argument for Lana and Naomi and Italian t- uh, Tamina. It, it all comes down to whatever they think they should do next. And, and uh, yeah, I just I, I, the only prediction I'm going to make for this is whoever wins this matchup will be the tag team champions on, on Sunday night. After after beating Baszler and Jax is is my that, opinion on this match. That would be good. You know what I mean? Just kind of keep mm-hmm. the momentum rolling mm-hmm. and really really give them a push. I mean, Shayna, I think she's pretty over. She's pretty like she established herself pretty quick, and mm-hmm. and has done well for herself. And I like her in the role. She really took it. And even if there's the odd technical wart, 
you know, mm-hmm. to it or the odd suspension of disbelief that is hard to do. She's still good and she's still, she can maintain, she can deal with not winning. Um, excuse me. I'd say then I think Mandy Rose could probably use it like a, like a tweak to the presentation. Maybe, you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause that's probably why it's people are like, well, she's that, that model chick. She's the, the mm. eye candy chick. Yeah. But you know what? Just change the presentation a little bit. And it's almost like make yourself maybe look a little worse. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're not gonna it's, say that. <laughs> but it's like, not even it's it's the Trish worse. it's the Trish Stratus thing, right? It's Trish Stratus when she showed up. She well, it's like Mandy Rose is, is the same thing as Trish Stratus. Where like they're both fitness models. They're on the cover of they're like they're in insanely good shape, and. You know, but like when Trish came in, she Trish Trash couldn't wrestle when she first came in. She was a fitness model that they hired to stand around Test and and, and Albert and and <laughs> and make bad jokes by calling them TNA and stuff like that. And it was like, oh my god, terrible. And then she ev- and then she yeah, and then she eventually became someone that they consider the greatest female wrestler of all time. You know, like it just it doesn't work if you got to give it. You got to pull the trigger on it sometimes, and and maybe they should just pull the trigger on this Dana Brooke Manny Rose thing that they've been teasing for a while. Um, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Anyway, let's uh, let's let's move on. Good good luck to all those ladies. Uh, next up, according to the good people of Wikipedia, is Cesaro versus Seth Rollins. Now, it's written in this order on Wikipedia, but this is actually my pick that I think is going to be the first match of wrestlemania weekend is cesaro versus seth rollins because if you look at the history they really like having seth rollins do the first matchup of wrestlemania a lot of the time because he can for for whatever reason he he really gets the crowd going and and him and cesaro that's just going to be a great technical match to to welcome their first crowd back in in over a year i think so this is this is my prediction for first match of the weekend with uh cesaro versus seth rollins and and i'm gonna let me see do we have some yeah we actually have some odds for this one Cesaro's actually a minus 300 favorite uh and seth rollins is given uh plus 200 so if you like seth rollins to continue with the as the bad guy getting WrestleMania victories, some some little bit of little bit of value there on Seth Rollins, but I I, I think Cesaro is going to get this win because I, I and I think both of these guys are going to look really good and Cesaro is going to look super strong at the end of this one. So uh, my my pick for this one is uh, Cesaro, and I do think that this will be the first matchup of WrestleMania. If they let Rollins also you know maybe talk a little bit and warm everybody up. Because he can do that. He's that good. Like, he's mm-hmm. workhorse of, like, the freaking, you know, decade, if not more. Um, <laughs> and I love Cesaro as well. The man's, like, inhuman. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I, the I Swiss think it, cyborg. Exactly. You know, <laughs> yeah. There's no reason this shouldn't be an absolute banger. Uh, but do you think – I'm kind of surprised to hear that Rollins isn't favored. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe that's just me being ignorant – is it? Oh, do you remember when when Vince McMahon said on Stone Cold's podcast, um, one guy he can think of that has all the tools but just isn't quite getting over like he should is Cesaro. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, and that, that's that's been a thing for a bit now. Yeah, the crowd loves him though. Anytime they see him, and 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 it is a weird thing. He just he's he's never gotten over as a singles competitor when you think he's got all the tools that uh Vinnie Mac would want too, right? He's tall. He's you know he's big. He's he's in incredible shape, and he can do cool like moves that that uh, resonate well, that, with the crowd and stuff like that too said, right like, yeah. pound, pound for pound he was like yeah he's, he's, they said pound for pound he's the strongest because he was like mm-hmm. slamming the 400 pounders and stuff like this 
Yeah, slamming the 400-pounders and the swing move the crowd gets into where they start counting it off. And when he does the, the like, running uppercuts and stuff, yeah, they, like, the crowd loves all that stuff. And, um, yeah, I just... They they also they never fully pulled the trigger on Cesaro for whatever reason as as a as a main event guy so I I don't know if they ever I don't know what the reason is for for never I, giving him a shot but it, it, perhaps they're on their way back to giving him a shot because he he I think he's going to win this match and it might move him up to you know other good stuff happening that would be good uh, Cesaro is the, the I think his only weak point is maybe just the promos and mm-hmm. it's not like he's shit at it. But, like, he's good at everything else. He can tell a story in the ring. He's amazing technically. He can get the crowd eating out of his hand. But, you know, can he do a promo like Seth or, you know, mm-hmm. other people we could mention in the same breath like that? Kevin Owens? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he's he's not a great promo, but, I mean, I just... Yeah, I love him, <sighs> the, yeah, I love him too. And, and I think the WWE has a little bit of a problem with... Thinking that they need these, uh, what what they would refer to in baseball as a five tool guy, and I think if you got four out of the five tools, you're probably good. Like they're still trying to find, like they 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 still think everybody needs to be the Rock a little bit too, right? Where it's like you got to do moves that resonate with the crowd, you got to be good looking, you got to be huge, you got to be one of the greatest to, to ever pick up a microphone of all time, right? And it's like <laughs> then and only then can you be. Uh, a, a WWE champion, and it's like, come on, four out of five ain't bad. And like, in if if the big thing with Cesaro is he isn't like the best promo, then get him a guy who can talk for him. You know, put him on Paul Heyman's corner or whatever, and let Paul Heyman do the talking for him or whatever. But like, you know, there's ways around it. You gotta adjust to it sometimes. You know, like accentuate the positives and hide the negatives sometimes. Is, is... that might even be better? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like maybe. Uh... Mm-hmm. You know, the right, you know, Bobby, the, the next, uh, Bobby the Brain, Paul Heyman, you know, a guy like that mm-hmm. with your guy who's strong at everything else. Yeah. You know, and let, let's say, what do they do with Reigns? They kind of dialed it back so he, mm-hmm. you know, he's more of an enforcer. Yeah, and they're doing it a little bit now because they still got Paul Heyman. Like, the, the, there was a, the longest time there were, for whatever reason, the WWE just hated the concept of managers. Like, they just absolutely hated the concept <laughs> of, like, non-wrestling managers for some reason. And, like, but, I mean... Paul Heyman's been around for a while and has kind of been the only guy doing it. But now they got, you know, MVP's doing it a little bit with Bobby Lashley, and Bobby Lashley needs that, and we'll get to Bobby later uh, a little bit because Bobby Lashley's one of the worst promos and, and is was like a full-on charisma suck there for a while, but he just, like, God, what a monster he is. And now they're doing some really good shit with Bobby Lashley, and, and unfortunately they broke up the Hurt business, but we can talk about that a bit later. But, uh, yeah, uh I'm an example. You know, you yeah. just give a, a mouthpiece to it, and it's awesome. Exactly. And, and, and again, it, we'll get to Bobby Lashley later, but Bobby Lashley did his best work as a heel in TNA, right? Like, other than you might say he's doing his best work right now, but, like, his best work, for the most part, was as a heel in TNA when he had people talking for him and stuff. Uh, Cesaro versus Seth Rollins, who you got? Uh, I gotta, I'll got i go against it. I'll say uh, Seth just because okay. I never count him out. So Mac is taking the, the good value on the Seth Rollins plus 200. I like it. Uh, Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon in a steel cage match. Uh, I, I was honestly upset because I believe they announced like just a couple days ago on Monday that this was going to be inside the steel cage. I was, I was honestly upset that when they announced steel cage, it was the first time I think I've ever been disappointed that there was going to be a steel cage match back because I thought the only question going into this match, which by the way has one of the worst builds, just 
of all t- just a bad build. I don't want to say of all time because it's not quite that bad, but it's just a bad build. Because for me, the only question I thought this match was going to have was whether or not Braun Strowman threw Shane McMahon off of the giant pirate ship that they have in Raymond James Stadium with the cannons that they fire off every time the Buccaneers score a touchdown. I was, I remember sizing that up thinking, is Strowman going to throw Shane McMahon off of that? Because, I don't know, I thought there was going to be some sort of high spot, and there probably will be because Strowman will probably throw Shane off the top of the cage or, or some sort of something will that will happen. happen or something equivalently crazy yeah it's 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 got to be one of one of the worst builds though for this matchup but i guess it was just like it to, to me it was just like we got to get braun on we got to get shane on because <laughs> he's back and let's have braun throw shane off as on the but the build has just been so the idea that shane mcmahon is like bullying braun Strowman every week and throwing stuff on him is just like it's just it's just absolutely strange Strowman going off at minus 350 a heavy heavy favorite to win this matchup shane mcmahon plus 225 uh i'm gonna i'm I'm going to go, I've been going chalk so far, I think, but I, I'm going to continue it. I'm going to go Braun because I can't see Shane McMahon winning this matchup because I don't think this is, this is Braun throws. I mean, if Shane wins, it's because Braun threw him off the cage to the ground and <laughs> Shane McMahon was technically the first out the cage, right? But <laughs> either way, uh, like Braun Strowman for all intents and purposes will be quote unquote winning this matchup and, and looking away the strongest at the end, right? I, I don't. I can't see them booking it any other way. What say you, Mac? Yeah, me neither. I think this is like just Shane wants his, re- you know, his wrestling cred is, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? As long as he gets that kind of... Put one other thing he was thrown off of on the resume and, and move on, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, and I, it's not like he needs the money. I, I Maybe this is a family thing. I have no idea. I mean, I don't no. dislike Shane McMahon as a performer. He's done no. great. I just think they don't have, they didn't have anything else for Braun, and they were just like, let's just put him in a match with Shane and have him throw Shane <laughs> off of something. Honestly, I think that's as far as they thought it through, which is why the the build for why these two guys are fighting is is dubious at best. But yeah, you know, that's kind of too bad that they don't have anything. Well, mm-hmm. you know, any bit more that a bit more thought went into it. You know, for Braun Strowman mm-hmm. for a guy that they, you know, usually get behind at least to, you know, give him the. the some kind of something good, you know, a B squad, which is kind of shitty, but mm-hmm. Strowman isn't a big, a big deal. He's a mid deal, right? Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. Yeah. No There's no reason. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, moving on from this one, uh, the WWE Raw Tag Team Championship match, the New Day, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods, the champions, going in against AJ Styles and the man known as Almost. Man, that dude is a monster, and and like, and and you know doesn't move like, say the great Kali, right, Mac? Like like this guy can can move now. Whether or not that maintains, because it's tough for these big guys to maintain that, just because of you know how joints work when you're seven foot three. Uh, you know, you see it all the time with basketball players. Uh, I mean, I wish him nothing but the best, but because like, you know, unlike. The Great Khali and or or the problems people have with Great Khali almost has got so much personality, man. This this like this this could be a chance to be something special. Like this guy could be a a all time in the in the super monster category of like Andre and the Big Show and and Great Khali, like the guys who are in those categories. Just for the sheer size, he he has a chance to be something special, and I and I I, I hope it works out for him. Um. Styles and almost minus two seventy. New Day plus one eighty. I I am staying chalk here, Mac. I'm I'm picking AJ Styles and almost to to 
to win and walk out as as the as the new Raw Tag Team Champions because the New Day don't need to keep the belts. I was actually surprised that they won the belts from the from the Hurt business a couple weeks ago. That was kind of the when the when they won the belts from the Hurt business. That was kind of the uh, oh crap they're gonna break up the Hurt business <laughs> moment on Raw, wasn't it? And then it that ended up you know boring out to be true, but. Uh, yeah, I, I just I just think AJ Styles and almost because they're 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 setting up almost to start doing some some real monster type stuff here. So I, I think he just gets in and just like choke slams Kofi Kingston or something, and and then they win the belts. Uh, uh, how do you feel about this one? So you're pretty sure AJ and almost are gonna win. I think so. Well, because it doesn't matter for the, like part of me thinking is I think they want to get almost over. AJ Styles is, is doing such a great job as being this like chicken shit guy who's hiding behind him because he's just so good at being you know a wrestler and, <laughs> and and acting and he could he's so he's malleable can do anything and the New Day are like thirteen time champions or whatever the fuck if they lose this match who 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 cares like they'll get it back in three or four months or whatever if they want because those guys are over for forever it just it's but yeah, that's uh, true. Uh, what's the, it sounds like you have some woes there, so if you, if you care to state them. Uh, I mean, maybe maybe I'm the old curmudgeon guy. A guy who's, like, pretty green, you know what I mean? Like, Omos and, the poten- and the, all the potential is, is, mm-hmm. is really awesome. It's really great. He doesn't have to be uh, super mobile, but no. he's got the He can move, though. He can move, though. I, I want to say that. Go ahead. You know who's another guy who um, maybe we can mention in the same breath was uh, in TNA, uh, guy who's 6'10", Matt Morgan. Remember him? Yes. Yes, I do. Yeah. He was a pretty good combo of all these things, and I, I think he kind of petered out, which is too bad. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, if if almost can do that, then maybe this is a good a good uh, step in the right direction. You know, They don't want just big guys that can't move at all. You can have your odd you know, super giant, but be safe. Is too. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, you don't need these guys to be doing insane shit. You can wrestle safe. The, the huge guys can wrestle safe, and it's like when uh, Big Show slash Giant was. When he looks good, he's doing safe stuff, but he still has good matches. Um. Anyway, the greenness of it all is just what makes me hesitant mm-hmm. to have a tag belt on him. But if they did, it won't last very long, like you said. But. Eh, mm-hmm. You can always have a new day win, and everyone's going to love that. And then that can split AJ in almost pretty easily too, right? Mm-hmm. New day wins. AJ's like, mm-hmm. I don't want you around anymore. Almost, you know, picks him up by the hair and tosses yeah. him dumpster and moves on. <laughs> yeah, they, exactly. Yeah, that's a, that's another good way to book it. Yeah, if if they want to go with that, I think honestly this might be one that they judge by based on. I mean, it's going to be tough because I'm not sh- going to be sure if the crowd is going to be loud enough with uh, the limited capacity to get any kind of like actual type of thing. I'm sure they're just wondering what kind of reaction almost is going to get. Like maybe, maybe they go out there and they, they've got like, Hey, we've got two different endings for this and, and we're going to go with one based on the crowd reaction he's getting. Right. Like, you know, that's, that's the sort of thing you need to maybe have in your back pocket for this sort of a thing. Um, yeah, but AJ and almost are getting the best odds at minus 270. I missed it earlier. I couldn't find it, but now I have found it. The women's tag team turmoil match that we were just talking about earlier. Uh, Lana and Naomi have the best odds. They're going off at plus 110. Natalia and Tamina, not too bad at plus 160, but then Dana Brooke, Mandy Rose, plus 
425 and Riot Squad plus 550 have long shots. So it seems like the the good people of uh, the odds makers, the good people of Las Vegas believe Lana and Naomi will be uh, facing off against Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, which I guess makes sense because Nia Jax is and and Baszler have been like harassing Lana for like the longest time. So Lana and Naomi winning that one and then winning the belts, I guess, uh, makes more sense. So uh, that, that that's something to think about. Uh, three matches left on the first night. First up, uh, recording artist and former WWE 24-7 <laughs> champion Bad Bunny teams up with Damian Priest to take on The Miz and John Morrison in a in a tag team match. You always got to have a uh, celebrity appearance at, at, uh, at, at WrestleMania, and Bad Bunny is... And this is like... Here's the thing. I'm not young, hip, and edgy, Mac. So I didn't know who this guy was when when he showed up a couple uh, pay per views ago, rapping yeah, and whatnot. I I, yeah. I I had to look it up because again, like I said, I'm not young, hip, and edgy. I don't I I'm not I'm not with it. I'm not cool. <laughs> but uh, I had to look it up, and I'm like, wow, this this guy like this wasn't some you know small act that WWE found to write a theme music for them that they're trying to pass off as 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 a as a, like this dude gets massive hits on on like Spotify and and like he is hot with the Utes Mac like so much that that I I might say this this damn near might be the hottest act they've ever got or like that they've ever got to show up for for wrestling while they were at their peak right cuz usually it's like you know, Jeremy Piven hosting Monday Night Raw or whatever oh. like that. Like it's like Jeremy Piven three years after Entourage was canceled on Monday Night Raw, pretending he watches wrestling and stuff like that. Right? It's yeah, no, yeah. this guy is is this guy is hot and good for him, and seems to care about the business. And and like they've had him do a couple spots where he jumps off of uh, the top rope and onto other guys, and doesn't look terrible doing it. So it, it, like it, I mean, good for them. Um, I think he's, he's Puerto Rican, right? And from what yes, I can tell, I, I believe he is. Yes, I believe he's, they he's take Puerto Rican. Yeah. Wrestling very seriously, and so is Damian Priest. He's like American and Puerto Rican. Mm-hmm. So that's probably why they put them together. And I, I absolutely love yeah. Priest. I love yeah. the spot where Bad Bunny was rapping and like Booker was just standing there, just hard as fuck. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, oh, just mean mugging everybody. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Oh, that was, that was good. I am... Okay, here it is. Uh, Yeah, Bad Bunny and Damian Priest, minus 1,000, Max. So they are heavy, heavy favorites to win this one. Uh, I, I, I would say so, too. Um, the, uh, the Miz and John Morrison, plus 550. The Miz, man. What what a... They're going to have to write some sort of think piece about The Miz's last few months because... Man, he he went from having the twenty four seven championship to cashing it in to being the WWE championship to losing it five minutes later to five minutes after that jumping around in a bunny suit rapping with John Morrison trying to make fun of one of the hottest artists on the planet. <laughs> like you know, it is. I, I used been to dislike the Miz because he was a bit of a one trick pony. He was like mm-hmm. a little bit too safe in everything he did. You yeah, know, very monotone. Mm-hmm. But he's done better off that, mm-hmm. and he's gotten better and better. Like I really like the Miz. Like in my opinion, like he can't he can't do much wrong. And I think like now he's probably not going to have any more of those missteps. Like everyone can see this coming from a mile away, but everyone's mm-hmm. so good that it doesn't matter. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I agree with the minus 1,000. Man, I can't find one upset here, Mac. And, and you know there's going to be some upsets. But, uh, yeah, I'm going, I'm going with Bad Bunny and Damian Priest because it just makes too much sense because the Miz and John Morrison don't need the win. Damian Priest does because they got to make him look strong and because they just brought him up he's got a, i think this is his first first or second pay-per-view match since he got brought up to raw so they gotta make him look strong he'll be the one standing they don't want the celebrity losing the matchup either but the celebrity's probably not going to get the pin so you know damian priest will like will end up pinning miz probably or john Mo- pinning one of them and, and getting the w and they'll be able to stand tall at the end and and uh they'll end up looking pretty decent so yeah and, and they got to get damian priest uh you know, if they, if they if they believe in him, they got to get it going with him now because uh, he is older than the pair of us. Mac, <laughs> he's he's older than you think, Damian Priest. I know, and, I know. Like when he came yeah. on as a as Punishment Martinez, um, mm-hmm. and I, I seen him in uh, Ring of Honor. Used to do like a free thing that you could just watch on their website, like one of mm-hmm. their weekly shows. I saw him there, and I was like, this guy's like a Latino Undertaker that moves way better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a very good way to describe it with the tattoos and stuff for sure. Yeah, he he's that man is a monster, and and I hope he he uh, I, I I you know but put a rock this, put a rocket on him and shoot him to the moon as far this, as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the the quick come up, I mean, like uh, WWE, it's almost like if you push too hard too fast, it like it flubs mm-hmm. or it backfires. You know what I mean? True. Yeah. So I hope it doesn't happen here. Um. Yeah, like it. It has to be them winning. The only, but does this upset the baby face balance? We're looking at like pretty much face wins. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, I'm just, I'm just going by. Like, I, I just, I mean, well, well, let's get into the next matchup because here's one where I think the <laughs> the quote unquote heel could win, and there might actually be getting some good value. Uh, we've got Bobby Lashley, the WWE champion, with MVP taking on Drew McIntyre in a rematch. Um. Is it a rematch? I don't remember. Bobby Lashley won the title off of Miz, and I think this is the first time they're facing. I don't know. It all kind of runs together for me. The odds on this matchup, um, where are they? I know they exist. Just, just got to track them down. Come on now. Uh, there they are. Uh, Drew McIntyre is actually the favorite. He's going off at minus 165. Bobby Lashley, short dog at plus 125. I like the juice. This is the first time I like the juice on... On the underdog, because I think Bobby Lashley is going to win this matchup, because I, I think, I, and I do think this is going to be a good matchup between two, like, very mobile, very in-shape dudes. Like, I look at Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre standing at, a, at each other in the ring, and I'm like, man, I can't believe I'm in the same species as these two human beings, right? Like, they are <laughs> they are monsters, the pair of these men. I, I just think they just gave the belt to Bobby. They just broke up the Hurt business. I don't know if they're going to do the – because there's – People love the Hurt business. They were so upset when when the uh, when they broke them up uh, a couple weeks ago. So people have been fantasy booking the Swerve fake breakup, right? Right, Mac, where it's like they're like, yeah, we broke because there. I guess there's some stipulation in this match that no member of the Hurt business is allowed. And you know, this is people I think doing the thing where they separate their shoulders, stretching. But let's just say for funsies anyway, um, no member of the like Hurt business members, quote unquote, are banned from ringside, right? So if you know Sheldon Benjamin or whoever interfere in this matchup and help Bobby Lashley win. They can they can be like, hey, I was kicked out of the hurt business. I'm not in the hurt business anymore, right? And then the next and then on Monday night, then Raw the next night, they're just ceremoniously welcomed back into the hurt business after previously being ejected. So I'm just like, ah, sure, but like 
I mean, I, I would love it because I like the Hurt Business and what they were doing, and I thought they broke them up a little prematurely. But uh, if not, you know, say la vie, what are you going to do? But I, I really like what they're doing with Bobby Lashley. And I think Drew McIntyre, he had his he had a bit of a run with the belt there, and I think he'll get back. But for me, I think the chase is going to be better with Drew McIntyre when we get the crowd back, too. So I don't think they want to just pull the trigger on him getting the belt back right away. I think I think the chase is is, is the is the juice they got to squeeze from the Drew McIntyre orange there. And plus, Bobby Lashley, just with the belt, just look, it just makes him look more imposing and, 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 and badass. So that that's... So so there, I got I got my first upset of the night, man. His his uh, first upset of the pay per view is is uh, Bobby Lashley uh, become is retaining the WWE Championship. What do you think on this one? This does make the most sense, and I thought I thought about this too, and I was like, man, Lashley just got it, an overdue title run. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, come on, don't take it off him already. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know how they do favor Drew McIntyre, and I'm not taking any thing away from Drew McIntyre either. Mm-hmm. I like him, um, and he's got a few. He's got more years left in him than Lashley does, probably. You know what I mean? Well, I don't know, man. Lashley's like, in great shape. He might go till he's forty-five or some such shit. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It, it is hard to say with these guys who are natural mm-hmm. freaks, and I mean that in the. Well, he's already forty-four, so he's gonna go to fifty. So let me rem- let me amend that. He might go till he's fifty, fifty-five, not forty-five. Yeah. yeah like... Holy shit! That man is forty-four years old. Yep. Yep. Holy shit. Yeah, talk about a specimen. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, I would like to see Lashley uh, retain because, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's dumb to put it on and have very short-lived ce- celebration. But uh, we can't get everything we want here. Business is business. I don't want Drew to win this, but I think he's going to. Okay, so you're 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 taking the I'm 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 gonna take the juice with Bobby Lashley, and you're you're laying the you're laying the points with Drew McIntyre. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be upset. At either, I love both these guys. I wouldn't be upset to see either one of them come away with the belt. So as long as they yeah. both stay like relevant, big deal yeah. major players, getting lots of Absolutely. you know good push. Absolutely, win-win matchup for the fans. This matchup is, I think, and, and not something I necessarily would have said said a few months ago. Because um, Bobby Lashley's always been a guy for me, where I'm like, yeah, I mean, he's he's you know he's a monster, but and if he wins the title, I'll be like, yep, I. Can see him with the, with the strap for sure because he's just that much of a monster. But I was just like, you know, we talked earlier about being a five tool guy with Cesaro. Cesaro can do a little something on the microphone, right? I was always like, oh man, Bobby Lashley, what a charisma suck he is when they put the microphone on him, or even get him to do backstage promos and stuff. Yeah, but, for him, the silence is golden. Just you know, yeah, absolutely. If someone then, else. Do the mm-hmm. talking, you know. Just putting MVP always... with him was just a stroke, just an absolute stroke of genius. Just an absolute stroke of genius, right? And then since ever since that, it was just like put a rocket ship and fire him to the moon <laughs> with that. Why did rocket they do ship. this before? Those guys were in the Fed around the same time. True, right? yeah, yeah. Um, last match, and and what I assume will be the main event, and quite frankly, should be the main event of night one. Sasha Banks, the champion. Defending the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship against Bianca Belair. Good Lord. Uh, Bianca Belair, heavy favorite to walk out of night one as the new champion. Minus 350. Sasha Banks plus 225 to retain. If If we were to look at wrestling, even though wins and losses technically don't matter in wrestling, but if they did, Mac, uh, and, and we were really 
doing using you know statistical sports style analysis uh, on <laughs> Sasha Banks, we would bring up her pay-per-view record. It's <laughs> her pay-per-view record in in matches where she goes in as a champion, and it's spotty at best. And I am here to tell you that um, I love both these ladies. I think they are fantastic workers. Bianca Belair is is the future of this company, as far as I'm concerned. Maybe even the present, because she might come out of the damn title, uh, the the come out Sunday night with the title. Sasha Banks, I I, I said on when we were talking about the Mandalor uh, on the Mandalorian podcast, uh, Mac. I said that Sasha Banks would be my number one draft pick of current members of the WWE roster to go on and have the uh, post-wrestling career that The Rock does, uh, meaning that she's in like a ton of movies and just becomes like a household name and is uh, beloved by all, much like The Rock. Do you think she's running out of years like already in wrestling? Oh no, I'm just saying this is this. I'm just saying that's her that's her future. That that like I just think she's got such charisma and personality and is likable enough that 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 could easily be something that she attains because she's just and it just seems like a great human being and stuff too much like the rock i i just the these two are fantastic i think this is going to be such a great match but uh i i think i'm going to pick sasha banks i'm going to take the 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 perceived even though she's the champion she is the perceived las vegas odds underdog to to win this matchup, but I, I I think I think Sasha Banks is 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 going to win this matchup against the Royal Rumble winner Bianca Belair. Uh, what say you on this one? Oh well, well then what, what, then what are they going to do with Bianca? <laughs> well, it's they they could continue that chase though is the thing, right? Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. As long as she's in it, like I would be okay with that. I thought that you know since this is the grand stage, and I know I brought up the baby face balance before. Mania is usually when the baby faces have their kind of payoff, right? If there's True. any pay per view that's slighted and for babyface wins, it's <clears throat> it's Mania. So uh, I like Sasha Banks. Um, she's awesome. She the the women's division needed needs that fresh blood, and Bianca's giving him that, which is fucking fantastic. Like, um, I just she's got the momentum. I I don't want to see her lose that, but. Mm-hmm. It has to be if it has to be Sasha Banks winning. Um, mm-hmm. No, nah, that's all right. But I'm still gonna. I'll go the other way. I'll say Bianca wins. I mean, yeah, you might have talked me into it there, Matt, because it is it is the last match of the night, so they would want. Uh, well, I assume it's the last match of the night. It should fucking should be the last match of the night. <laughs> so it uh, you you, you might have just talked me right into it there with the uh, the babyface win. I mean, even though like Sasha isn't like your traditional heel going into this matchup, but she's perceived as the like one who will win at all costs. So she might try to cheat at some point in this one. And yeah, so maybe you're right. Maybe Bianca Belair. I mean, the, the Vegas odds obviously agree with you because she's going off at, at minus three fifty there. So, uh, yeah, I mean, maybe it is her, but I, I, if she lost this match, I don't think, I don't think, Bianca would lose her momentum and then not be in the in the f- the race for a future title or or whatever. And there's also this thing where th- th- one of the biggest th- things that they have on this uh, talk is that uh, Bailey has no matchup, right? Like like they're not doing anything with Bailey on the on the thing. So I I could see Bailey interfering in this matchup. Yep. Yep. Maybe it's kind of the the thing where mm-hmm. they need some fresh blood. Like, true. We've seen a lot of Bailey, and she's great. Like, mm-hmm. we all love her. 
but we've seen a lot of mm-hmm. Bailey. We've seen a lot of Sasha Banks as well. Mm-hmm. Some of this fresh blood is good. And Bianca, I was, I was just saying, she's still on this big climb as a face, but she's gonna, I think, come into her own when she's the dominant heel. Mm-hmm. Because she's gonna, she's gonna be hard to overpower. She gets good at technical stuff, and then she has like the hair whip as the cheat move. Yeah, she, she's gonna be like Ric Flair as a heel, where there's just <laughs> you have to pass all these tests to beat the motherfucker. You know what I mean? True, true, he yeah. Just, he, he was just such a dirty bitch, and like she can be, you know, good without being dirty, then turn to being dirty, and mm-hmm. you know, I think she's gonna be really good when she uh, kind of turns that corner. But I don't want her to do it too fast because she could have a great baby face run as well. Yeah, I think I, I I think you're right. So yeah, maybe they maybe they end just on an awesome Bianca Belair. I, I, this is exactly this. I'm in the exact same spot for this one as as Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre, where I'm just like the the only winner here is the, or like I mean, there's going to be a winner, but the true winner is the fans because these two are are excellent, and I'm not going to be disappointed uh, when either one walks away with the belt at the end of the night. All right, so that's night one. Let us move into night two. And the first matchup, according to the good people of Wikipedia, is... Uh, I don't know how much we can spend time we can spend on this one. Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler with Reginald will defend against whoever wins the tag team title match on night one. According to Vegas, they think it's going to be Lana and Naomi. I'm just going to stick with my prediction on this one. I don't know if we need to talk about much. Uh, whoever wins the tag team turmoil match night one will defeat Shane, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler and win the titles. And I guess it does make the most sense for Lana and Naomi to do it because, uh, you know, back Jax and Baszler have been, like, basically bullying Lana for so long. So her, like, getting a pin on Nia Jax or Shayna Baszler and then, like, like uh, some sort of sneaky pin on Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler and then them winning the titles it would be a good way to keep that story going with those four so that that would be my guess for this one anything to add there mac or no it, it does make sense uh it's a and i think nia jack and Shayna baszler can bounce back like mm-hmm. they're yeah this is where you're like it's almost like a cartoon where your villains are like left muttering and dissatisfied leaving you know what i mean yeah, they already don't like, like, they already do the thing where Jackson and Baszler don't really get along, so, like, maybe they lose and then go into one of those programs where, like, hey, we're going to fight each other now, or it doesn't matter, because it's like Baszler and Baszler can, both of those guys can go on to do single stuff, too, right? So, it just depends what they want to do, right? So I, They won't be hurt, they won't be hurt, and no. I think keeping the momentum alive is mo- the most important thing. Absolutely. Uh, next up. United States Championship, the champion, Matt Riddle, going up against Sheamus, and even though they're just calling them Riddle and Sheamus in this one. What the hell? Yeah, they dropped the mat, because you know they like, uh, they, they like that, you know Vince likes his single name, because they did the same thing with Andrade Cien Almas for a bit there, right, who, un, you know, was unceremoniously dropped, and is the biggest free agent right now, but remember, like, he was Andrade Cien Almas, and then when he got to Raw, they just started calling him Andrade, and stuff like that, because, I don't know, they only like their one names for whatever reason, but, uh. Anyway, Matt Riddle versus Sheamus. Matt Riddle minus 165, Sheamus plus 125. I Man, I'm struggling here because I'm picking Matt Riddle again in the heavy favorite because I just I don't see why they would take the belt off of him. They, they, they just recently put it on him. He had to overcome Bobby Lashley, who was currently their WWE champion, in order to get it. Um all the all the 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 anything you read from the dirt sheets or anything suggests that Vince just loves Matt Riddle, like, just, like, quote-unquote, gets it, 
you know, with Matt Riddle, like he's like, oh yeah, I get it. And then, yeah, I, I, I just I gotta, think I got to get up to speed though. What the fuck did Riddle beat uh, Bobby Lashley? Yeah, he beat like because Bobby Lashley was the they did the thing where he dropped the belt like like the same night. I think it was Elimination Chamber or whatever. Again, if I'm wrong, somebody on the internet will politely correct me, right? Uh, but I think. Lashley was the United States champion, and he was fighting Riddle. And then on the at the Elimination Chamber, Matt Riddle won, um, in, in like roll up fashion, right? He didn't like you know straight up beat up uh, Bobby Lashley. He won the title on the Elimination Chamber. Later on that night, Miz cashed in, or no? And then later, on, and then like right on that night, um, but. Uh, I can't remember if it was my my brain is fuzzy, but I can't remember if it was later on that night or next night on Raw. Miz basically was paying a, like offering a bounty to beat up uh, Drew McIntyre, and Bobby Lashley answered the call and then beat up Drew McIntyre after McIntyre beat somebody I can't remember who, and then Bobby Lashley came out and beat him up, and then Miz cashed in and won the title, and then a week later <laughs> Bobby Lashley was like. Okay, you told me I'd get a match against you for the title if you uh, get if you if I helped you beat Drew, and then Miz tried to duck out of it but couldn't, and then Bobby Lashley beat the crap out of Miz, and then and then won the title, and so he so basically Bobby Lashley dropped the belt to to Riddle, dropped the United States title to Riddle, and then eight days later was the WWE Universal Champion or whatever, or or the or the WWE Champion, so. That's loosely how that went. If I if I got it wrong, that's more or less how it went down. But yeah, R- Riddle's the United States champion. He's in a program with Sheamus. I think this match will look fun. Hopefully, Sheamus gets more than and uh, gets a little bit of an opportunity to show what he can do. Because I, I believe someone on Twitter posted the average length of a Sheamus WrestleMania match. It was something like six minutes or something like that. Now he has that one seven second match kind of weighing down his average, uh, you know, from, from the, the, the kick to Daniel Bryan's face the one year, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, but, but hopefully he gets a little bit, because I think these guys will be able to put on a, a, a fun show. Cause these are two great characters and, and, and pretty damn good workers. So, but, I, but I think Riddle, uh, I think Riddle walks away with the uh, with the. T- uh, I think he retains the title. What do you think? Yeah, Sheamus has kind of got that knock around role, kind of. Mm-hmm. You know, he can be still good and lose, and it. I guess it was like when the bar was, you know, really serious, and then they were beaten by Nicholas. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, jeez. <laughs> but he's kind of drop in, drop out of a few different things, and he'll be all right. It's not really going to matter. Did you see that? picture you put on uh twitter like post workout when his arms are crazy pumped who seamus seamus no check it look at that. oh check that one out okay <laughs> oh man oh good lord he's another one who's not a yeah. chicken but he's still fucking going strong no that man is jackhouse for sure yeah oh man good lord so anyway <laughs> But yeah, it's probably, like you said. I mean, Riddle's got the he's got the juice right now. He's a he's a five card mm-hmm. or what do you call it? A five uh, five tool guy. Five tool guy, yeah. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. he's gonna be in in this game for a while, and he's just getting more more and more uh, mm. kind of climb climbing up. You know, and he's on his kind of ascent is uh, his way up. And then I don't really see how he could ever be a heel. That's the only kind of weird thing. Yeah. 
All right, uh, moving on to the next one. Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. A little Canadian on Canadian matchup here. A little French on French Canadian on French Canadian uh, matchup here. The only thing is, according to Wikipedia, uh, Sami Zayn will be accompanied to the ring by Logan Paul in this matchup. I know Logan Paul was on SmackDown last Friday and will maybe be on SmackDown. We're recording this on a Thursday before SmackDown, so perhaps tomorrow night Logan Paul is on again. But uh, I, I'm I listen again. I'm not young, hip, and edgy. I don't. I didn't. I admitted that earlier when we were talking about Bad Bunny. The only thing I know about Logan Paul is that he's a YouTuber that seemingly the entire planet hates for some reason. And and They've I done and, and, truly disrespectful and tasteless shit. Like I uh, yeah, I've heard. I've heard. I've, I've skimmed some of that. I'm not gonna get into the Logan Paul thing. But I mean. I, like I the only like I said the only thing I know about him is exactly what you said that he's a YouTuber with about a bazillion followers and occasionally does the classic YouTuber thing of he does something disrespectful and then gives a fake apology for it before you know posting you know another video and occasionally he celebrity boxes some people who aren't boxers so those are those that's that's the extent of my of my Logan Paul knowledge and I I just I'm gonna I'm gonna Proceed to talk about this one, Mac, as if Logan Paul is is not involved. I'm, uh, for me, it's strictly Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn on this one. Owens minus three hundred favorite, Sami Zayn plus two hundred. If you like Sami Zayn to get a to get a heel victory at the plus two hundred juice, a little bit of value there. Uh, where do you think on 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 this one? Other than it uh, probably should be a dope work rate match. What's hilarious is like how how the history that these guys have. You know what I mean? Like they've been doing this for like twenty years, haven't they? Yeah, like, like from PWG all the way up to up to here, right? Like just or like not even yeah. like gotta go lower than PWG too from wherever the fuck in Quebec, right? Like to uh, yeah, Indies around Montreal to here. Like. Yeah, for sure. To yeah, to to this place and that place. Yeah, man. Like, like this. This is this is basically the French Canadian. Uh, like I don't know. Like it, it's hard to say who wins this one though. Like because. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of possibility for shenanigans, and mm-hmm. both these guys like their silly, uh, silly spots and wins. I just, yeah. I, I always think about when, uh, when Owens betrayed Sammy. Remember that the huge power bomb under the. <laughs> yeah, oh, that was that bad. Was amazing. He sold that so perfectly. It looked like he just, oh god, he fucking devastated him. Right? Like, <laughs> oh yeah, like, like, so like he was shot. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so good, so good. Oh, yeah. uh i don't man i just i'm trying to find a a i mean i guess i don't have any logical explanation for this but i guess i would maybe go with sammy zane from a gambling perspective i would maybe say you might get a little bit of value on sammy zane at the plus 200 for what i think the odds should just be even on both guys because which way do you go i mean maybe they they think like hey let's get even though i i don't think wins and losses matter but you know kevin owens you know his pay-per-view record is is kind of spotty too so i mean maybe maybe they go with uh kevin owens and get him a pay-per-view victory against Sami Zayn, and they they never quite give Sami Zayn pay-per-view victories either he's always kind of just getting his ass kicked but uh i don't know i could go either way both these guys are awesome and it'll be it'll be a fun match this is that's actually my uh uh pick for this is my pick for the the match that'll open up the night maybe open up night two probably owens is zane i think and maybe not if logan paul's coming and he's the he's the celebrity but i i 
maybe I, I would open up with, with Owens and Zane, but that's that's just me. Uh, all right, moving on. Uh, Big E, the Intercontinental Champion, versus Apollo Crews in whatever a Nigerian drum fight match is. So I got, I got to admit, I yeah. did go uh, click that on Wikipedia, and it just goes to hardcore wrestling, you know? Yeah, it does. I, saw, I noticed that, too, that yeah, if, you, if you click Nigerian drum fight. So maybe I, I don't know... I assume it's going to be some sort of no disqualification, and they will maybe have like drums there with big, like, but those big drums, like the type of drum that requires that big, like, two-handed stick, and the two of them will just be clubbing each other with said drum stick, like said giant drum stick. I don't it, know. It opens it opens it up for silliness, which uh, yeah works well. You know, Big E yeah. for being someone who could be just a monster heel. You know what I mean? He does the mm-hmm. the silly side just so incredibly well. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, because I mean, well, it's also because they're doing this, uh, like, Ni- Nigerian repackaging, this Nigerian, like, I don't want to say Nigerian prince, because that's not accurate, but the, this, this, like, Nigerian thing with, uh, with Apollo Crews, this He's repackaging. He's getting in touch with his roots, which is... Really yeah, awesome. yeah, and, and, I gotta say, the WWE, who doesn't have a history of taking on this sort of thing with the... Best of graces, Mac. You know, I'm I'm going to point out that uh, there's an entire segment of of Degeneration X that we forget where they were all in blackface, pretending to be the nation. Fuck was in blackface. No, they were all in blackface. Well, they were all in blackface, man. Yeah, because okay, well, like because they were pretending they, to be, de- and and they they put the extra tan on Triple H. So, so that he looked like the rock oh it was it's it's bad that segment made the best of raw mac i had a best of raw videotape i remember in high school that segment made the best of raw those those guys in blackface just that is unfortunate because oh is my god very bad part of the history very embarrassing blight on the history they have been doing this thing this this Nigerian character, which I'll I'll admit I'll admit, and now I am in as as a as a white man in his thirties, I am no authority to speak on this. But what I will say, when Apollo Cruz came out there in the Nigerian attire, I got nervous, in the sense that oh god, are is are they gonna just really fuck this up and and it's just gonna be a horrible horrible like. Like, we're going to be talking about this for years, about how, like, hey, remember the time they had Apollo Crews pretend to be Nigerian, and it was super racist, and, and like, we all, you know, everybody hated it, and it was embarrassing, and it happened so in 2021, I, and it made I, it worse? So far... I would ask, whose idea is it? Like, if it's his idea, and he's like, you know what, like... Yeah. Well, I also... really got in touch, but from what I understand, yeah. he called himself, uh... Mm-hmm. Well, I guess maybe this isn't so much about being Nigerian, like his last name is, is Uha, right? And so he was called yeah. Uha Nation, but it's like, okay, my name yeah. is fans just because I'm good. No, it's been, it's been, it's been, it's been fine for sure. And, and, and they haven't done anything that, that I don't think anybody would consider this incredibly offensive or anything like that. But I'll just say, and it was just based on the history of stuff like an entire segment of one of the, one of the most popular factions of all time doing blackface in the ring, you know, stuff. I just, I got, I got a little nervous, but, uh, uh, over the last two, two, uh, weeks of him doing this, this new version of himself, uh, I've, I've, it's, I've definitely warmed up to it and been like, okay, they're not going to do it. Now, if in three weeks he starts trying to, you know, collect people's 
like fucking banking account information, Mac, I'm gonna flip. I'm gonna fucking blow a gasket, right? Like if they start, if he starts like being like, I'm a Nigerian prince, and like start giving me your social insurance numbers and stuff, then I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna fucking lose it if they start doing crap like that, right? Like, oh yeah, good god, they just gotta kind of let this, Mm -hmm. let him do kind of what he wants, and Mm -hmm. not, not maybe push it crazy or don't take it into stupid territory. That's all they gotta do. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I will say one thing that they changed was he he came out with a couple of bodyguards the one week and uh, one week they had spears and then the next week they changed it to more of a scepter type thing and I remember thinking good choice right <laughs> very good choice to not do that anymore uh, odds odds for this one uh, Big E coin flip he's even odds and Apollo Crews slight favorite at minus one. 40 and i gotta tell you mac i i just i can't get away from it i'm i'm going with apollo cruz on this one i'm laying the juice i think he walks out of there the intercontinental championship and more to the point i think Big E might go the route of bobby lashley where he drops the belt on a sunday and then on monday or friday or whatever the hell he's chasing the universal title or whatever because i think i think Big E's ready for that i i think they should be i think he might do what bobby lashley did where it's like okay i'm gonna drop the i'm gonna drop the the second tier belt and then i'm gonna start going for the first tier belt that's that's what i hope anyway maybe i'm fantasy booking that a little bit but um that's what i think what about you uh apollo cruz minus 140 Big E even odds in this matchup uh i don't know i see those two get in there and I I I don't see Big E uh, losing clean. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he might lose, and it depends what they're gonna do with Apollo. Uh, you know what? Apollo is one of those guys that hasn't quite hit his stride. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think this is his shot. I I think this is his shot, and he's he's another guy who's. who's five tool to me that they haven't really like he's got the look he's big he's athletic he's jackhouse he can do flips and stuff for that that most big man can't and he's not a terrible promo he can talk on the mic and he's proved that with this new character and stuff right so i i i think this is him getting his shot and maybe i'm wishfully thinking well Um, paranoia in me sees this character swerve as maybe a flail like i'm not getting over mm -hmm, what mm -hmm. am i doing wrong yeah it might be some truth to that like did did they is, did he feel he was too bland? Maybe, might have been yeah. And that could be part of WWE trying to just always be so much in need of a flamboyant character more than just the indies or whatever, where people just appreciate good wrestling. You know what I mean? Like if Apollo Cruz was just Apollo Cruz, a good wrestler in NXT, everyone would love him. Right? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But so I I'm kind of worried about Apollo to be honest with you. Big E's not going to be hurt by anything. No matter no. what they do. overdue for a singles run. Mm-hmm. And like but, you said, he doesn't have to lose clean because this is some sort of Nigerian drum fight match, which you assume <laughs> has some sort of stipulation where Apollo Crews can, can win. I just think they're going to put the strap on Apollo Crews and give this character a shot. Um, yeah. just, as long as it's not, uh, like I said, as long mm-hmm. as it's not a leaky boat for Apollo Crews. <laughs> Yeah, fair. Uh, all right, three left, um, and three good matchups, man. I'm looking forward to night two. I mean, there's a lot of they've split up night. They they've done a very good job of splitting up the fun on 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 both uh, days. Um, next up, 
The Fiend with Alexa Bliss will be taking on Randy Orton in some sort of singles match. I'm guessing this will be part cinematic, part in-ring type of stuff. Although it'll be tough because there's a live crowd, so maybe it's just full cinematic. But I can see them doing the thing where it's like the first half of the match is cinematic, and then they they time the cinema stuff with them running out into the into the uh, to the arena for the final bits of the match. Uh, Bray Wyatt slash The Fiend, the biggest favorite of the weekend, Mac. He is going off at minus 12,000, uh, or 12,000, sorry, minus 1,200 uh, to win the match, slightly <laughs> eclipsing. Holy yeah, that, that's a lot of juice you're paying on on him. He's, he's slightly eclipsing Bad Bunny and Damian Priest, going off at the minus 1,000. He's minus 1,200, Randy Orton plus 600. So if you think Randy Orton's pulling the upset, there's some some real good value there on Randy Orton. Um, Storytelling-wise, this outcome makes the most sense to me because, and and for, like, The Fiend coming back after Randy Orton burned him alive several months ago and then coming back and then winning a cinematic-style matchup where we go through Randy Orton's entire... Like, just like they did last year with... um, you know, they did that with a lot of the cinematic matches. Like, he had the cinematic matchup with Braun Strowman where we went through Braun Strowman's entire history. And he had the cinematic cinematic matchup with Cena last year where we went through his entire history. And you can do the same thing with Randy Orton because Randy Orton's been around for forever. So you can, you know, when he goes into the Fiend's world or whatever, we can be like, oh, look, here's the old clips of uh, Evolution Randy Orton. And then here's the clips of, uh, you know, Legend Killer Randy Orton. And then here's him fighting uh, John Cena every other pay-per-view <laughs> for the title and stuff, right? And then all the way back up to him being a member of the uh, uh, of him and him and Bray Wyatt being tag team champions for a bit. It just it just makes so much sense for me that th- this is we're gonna run the greatest hits of Randy Orton through the eyes of the Fiend and with Alexa Bliss interfering and stuff too. But in the end, the the the, the Fiend has to get the win because you can't have Randy Orton burn the Fiend alive. It's just storytelling wise, it doesn't make sense. But you can't have. Randy Orton burned the Fiend alive. Have the Fiend torture him for two and a half months, and then uh, I, I gotta admit, this is so goddamn stupid. No, you're not on board. Oh, t- to me, this is the, the Fiend. You're either on board or not, right? And to it, me, I just I fucking love it, and I make no binary. apologies for it. You're totally you right so? about that. Like, and I was on for it, you know, embracing the kind yeah. of craziness of it. But then it's like, like I still have to suspend my disbelief with this. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I would argue it's not binary, Mac, because Randy Orton fucking burned the feet alive in the middle of the ring a couple of months ago, right? Think, like, well, well, yeah. So, like, what is he? Mm. Is he the Undertaker, where he's some kind of wizard controlled by an urn? I like the Undertaker, but like, uh, yeah. maybe I'm jaded and too, and maybe I'm too smarky. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, think, this is, I, I don't trying to do a similar gimmick, but like, maybe there, for sure. maybe the Undertaker still had a little bit of subtlety. Mm-hmm. This fucking doesn't. I don't know. Yeah, maybe you're right. And when we did see the fiend for the last time, they put him in like a a. He looked like the the fucking swampy or whatever from all those like trauma horror flicks. The, <laughs> those those like really bad trauma horror flicks from the, those drive-in flicks from the '80s, right? Um, I don't know. I just I just dig it. It's probably just the comic book fan in me that it's just like, yeah, that he he, he turned Alexa Bliss, and now Alexa Bliss is Harley Quinn, and she's going around shooting stuff at Randy Orton and getting him to cough up blood and <laughs> doing all these like killer pro. I just like the promos and stuff. I mean, I I fully get that this fiend thing. You're either on it seems like there it's it's two sides of a coin you're either on board or you're, you're just not and i'm i'm very much on board but 
storytelling wise with this, it does not make sense. And this is why the fiend I imagine is a minus 1200 favorite Mac is it doesn't make sense for Randy Orton to burn him alive, get, you know, tortured by him from beyond the grave for two and a half months. And then when the fiend finally gets back, Randy Orton's just like, Ooh, RKO. And now I win and I'm off to fight edge and Daniel Bryan. Right. Like it's just, that, it's, that you know, shitty, even if I'm yeah. loving this. It would be really yeah, exactly. Right. So I just, and I just think they'll do the, the, the cool cinematic thing like they did with John Cena last year, where we, where we run through Randy Orton's entire career, Randy Orton will get a couple shots in couple RKOs probably, but then the fiend will eventually lock on the mandible claw and, and win the match. And then these two guys can, can kind of go their separate ways. Randy Orton can go fight whoever, and then Alexa Bliss and the Fiend can move on to torturing somebody else. I think, and and uh, I've I've enjoyed the Randy Orton Fiend stuff because uh, I, I I thought Randy Orton was going to beat him last time they faced, and then Randy Orton set him on fire, and I was like, well, now this is interesting. But again, maybe I, I'm just I'm a total mark for this Fiend stuff. I'm just I'm absolutely on board. It's just the comic book fan in me is is a fan. But if if somebody said like you did where you're like, I find this stupid. I'd be like, Hey, uh, no argument from me. I get it. I get it. It's, it's, you gotta, it's a stretch. It's a stretch for sure. But, uh, I don't know. I'm having fun with it. I'm having fun. I choose fun is what, is what I'll say, Mac. And speaking of fun, the raw women's tag team matchup, Oscar versus Rhea Ripley. My God in heaven. What a, what a match this should be. Rhea Ripley, Called up rather quickly. She is a big-time favorite in this one. Rhea Ripley minus 320 to walk out with the belt. Asuka plus 210 to retain. Um, this one came a little bit out of nowhere because I, it, it definitely wasn't supposed to be Asuka and Rhea Ripley. It was supposed to be Asuka and, uh, and Charlotte, Charlotte Flair, because they were building up Asuka and Charlotte Flair. They, they, they lost the belts, and they were building them, and then all of a sudden Charlotte Flair um, caught COVID. And, uh, obviously can't fucking work (laughs) with the, uh, you know, like, uh, like obviously she can't work with, with COVID and then, uh, you know, added, adding on the fact that uh, her fiance Andrade asked for his release and then was cut. They're, they're engaged, right? I'm pretty sure if not, whatever, but they're, they're, (laughs) well, they're, no, they're in a, they're in a relationship is, is, is is as far as I'll take it. I don't, I don't pry. I try not to pry into the, to, to the lives of these people too deep. So I don't know if, if they've gone so far as the fact that they're engaged or whatever. The point is, I know that they're together IRL and, uh, you know, she, she caught COVID and obviously couldn't work a program with, with Oscar. So they pulled the ripcord on Rhea Ripley and she got called up and immediately just challenged Oscar and they, they, you know, I, I joke about putting a, a rocket on somebody and shooting them to the moon. And according to the uh, WWE, or it's according to the good people of Las Vegas, that's about to happen because she is a minus 320 favorite. And I think if I was going to bet on this matchup, I would take Oscar in the plus 10 because I think you're getting a little bit of value on there because I, I, I think there's tons of ways they can tell this story because Rhea Ripley's only been around for a month and they haven't really um, built up her and Oscar. So to me, this entirely depends on, on where they see this going forward. And I, I think they're just going to have Oscar retain here, but they'll make, but you know, Rhea Ripley will look super strong in this one. So I'm, I'm, I'm going with Oscar retaining the belt and, and, I'm I'm thinking there's some good value on the plus two ten. What do you think, Mac? 
Yeah, this is it's kind of hard because she is essentially a fill-in, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, she's a fill-in that they they obviously have high hopes for, which is is which is why this matchup is so so strange that they might just give her the damn belt. But I I don't know. I think she, I think Oscar retains she's because there. I think. Yeah. Okay. 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 Uh, the her relation with NXT though mm-hmm. is a factor. Because she's one that's been main and will having and still having that that big tie to NXT, mm-hmm. which is which is good. It, it elevates uh, NXT as well, which is I think like okay, this is gonna take a little segue. Like trips, this is Triple H's baby, right? NXT. Yeah. He wants it to be awesome, mm-hmm. but some some people they prefer it there because it's not a travel heavy schedule. You know, maybe the money's not as good. You're probably not spending as much, and it probably saves W like. This is like for what WWE puts into it, they get a greater return. If they sell a lot of merch, they do one tour a year. You know what I mean? They are only two tour for like that two months of the year, whatever it is. So like, I, th- I think it is a better return, and you know, Vince won't let anyone else's ideas fly. Mm-hmm. But eventually, NXT is going to be even bigger than what it is now. I think it is just going to keep getting bigger. I mean, I also want it to be. And she's got to be tethered, I think, to that. Like some people, I think they've all they've been like, "Are you gonna at least stay, gra- you know, gravitate to NXT, or grounded in NXT?" Champa, hundred percent. And I think Ripley's another one. I think that's how they got her marked. For you are mm-hmm. a big deal, but you're gonna be our NXT girl. Yeah, I mean, you might you might be right. I I just think that it it with her, it I mean like this is, I mean like we said, this is this is. Because this was supposed to be Charlotte Flair's program, and then she unfortunately got sick, and I hope she gets better. That they that they put Rhea in this this spot. It is weird that they put Rhea in this spot, and instead of Bailey, who we mentioned has no, and you know it's been much consternation about her having no spot on this WrestleMania card after she was like one of the main forces of your success during the COVID era. And or the the COVID year that is still going in well over a year now. But, yeah, I just, there's so many ways they can play this, and I don't think they need to take the belt off of Asuka. Like, like losing to Asuka, even though it's Rhea Ripley's technical first match on the main card, I think, does not hurt Rhea Ripley as a wrestler, because Asuka's no. been built up to be such a monster, right, that it, 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 it does not hurt Rhea Ripley going forward. And if Rhea Ripley, they, like, they could tell the story where Rhea Ripley is, like, beating the hell out of Asuka, beating the hell out of Asuka. And, but Oscar just keeps on coming because she's a buzzsaw, and then Oscar eventually catches her in the in the lock or or whatever, and then Rhea Ripley, uh, like they could do the thing where where Oscar like catches Rhea Ripley and like do the Austin thing or or like a, a kind of a, a a ladies version of the the Austin thing where like Rhea Ripley's been beating the hell out of her the entire time, but Oscar just keeps coming because she's a buzzsaw, and then Oscar catches her in the Oscar lock, but. But Rhea Ripley refuses to tap out, but eventually she passes out or something like that. Yeah, right? but, yeah, just to you know, make her like, look so good. Yeah, make her look that, like she just refused to give up and just do that type. You could do that type of a thing, right? And and just make her look like an ultimate badass, and then you can start telling the story of Rhea Ripley the next day on Raw, being like, you know what, I was this close, and it makes me want it even more, right? And then they and then they can just you know start going with her. I just she. she 
has like she's she's got it too though right like the size the 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 work the look the image it's it's all good i like it i just don't see them putting the belt on her that fast but both these ladies are awesome it's good ladies matchups this weekend for god's sake like you think we've got to uh, like i keep bringing it up but we've got all these awesome matches and bailey isn't even on this card i mean man is it ever a golden era for for the ladies wrestling in wwe or what it is it is phenomenal and this is why they have to do things like, let's put eight of them in a tag team match one night, and then another four of them in a tag team match the next night. Because we just have this dearth, of, or not this dearth, this plethora of, of, of female talent on the roster right now. It's 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 nuts. Absolutely nuts. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say Oscar retains, but uh, Rhea Ripley looks really badass. What do you think, uh, Mac? Yeah, I mean, I want to, I wanna, you know, be the, alter- boy, the alternative voice here, but I can't see it going any other way. Hmm. All right, last matchup. The main event of night two. The head of the table, the Chief, Roman Reigns, with Paul Heyman, defends the WWE Universal Championship in a triple threat versus Edge versus Daniel Bryan. Um, And what I want, before I give the odds on this match, Mac, I want you to go back (laughs) five years ago and, (laughs) and tell yourself that in April of 2021... That these three men would be hosting a would would be triple threading a WWE Universal Championship because you would have had somewhere in there all three of them like there, there's a moment in there where all three of them would have it have been like Edge's career was over with a neck injury Daniel Bryan's career is over with a neck injury and Roman we don't know what the hell's happening with him because he has leukemia right <laughs> and so so just take a moment and be like god damn it's awesome that these three men are are in the ring main eventing a wrestlemania that that is just super super dope that they are able to do that and and uh, a testament to modern medicine i guess and the perseverance of the human spirit um edge favorite plus 130 to walk out with the belt roman reigns plus 170 to retain Daniel Bryan plus 185. So you're getting juice on all three of these mat, all three of these men. No one is a fa- uh, edge, the slight favorite with the with the less odds. Why? Why? I can- like I can't. Like I love Edge. I'm happy he's wrestling, mm-hmm. but like, who the fuck other than you and me cares? And is like juice that Edge is coming back. Oh, I don't know, man. Twitter, Twitter, love when he came back. Like that pop, the, like literally the last giant pop we've got because we haven't had crowds since. Pretty much, Mac was uh, his return at the Royal Rumble uh, two Rumbles ago, right? Like that's that's the biggest pop of recent memory because there haven't been freaking crowds. Yeah. Um. But, uh, yeah, I don't, here's, here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. I don't know. I, I think, I do think Edge is going to win because I think they want that legacy thing. Here's, here's how I definitely think this is going to happen. I, I, I don't think Roman Reigns walks out of WrestleMania 37 with the Universal Championship. That said, Roman Reigns is not getting pinned or submitted. One of the other guys is going to get pinned or submitted. So the champ is not is going to lose the belt without losing the belt, right? And then that yeah. is going to lead to Roman Reigns without the belt the next night he's on. It would be at Raw or SmackDown or whatever. He's going to be an even more angry version of the current angry Roman Reigns that we have 
which just is so juicy and perfect for his storytelling, right? Which is just going to be like, he, he's just going to be like, I got to get my belt back. It was stolen from me. I didn't actually lose it. Somebody else got pinned for it, and, and it wasn't me. So Especially if he's underlings that he's helping manipulate for him to get the belt back exactly exactly right like it's it's just it's it there's just so much storytelling there for reigns to lose the belt without actually getting pinned or submitted right because then it just drives his it, it it gives his heel character more motivation to be even more of a, a even healier if you will right it's and it's just god it's so they're doing such so so many good things and on the plus side you have the feel-good stories of like you're you're not only are you able to juice up the most the character of the most important guy in your company by taking the belt off of him for god's sake but you also are able to big up these two success stories of guys who don't have who have a finite number of matches left in them based on health um in edge and daniel bryan like one of those guys is is, is going to go over and according to the to the, to the odds it, it looks like it's edge but it could be daniel bryan but it could be edge but it could be daniel bryan those two probably want to work a couple banger matches together before they go out as well absolutely absolutely i just i this is going to be so good and it's going to be yeah and I, I was a lot of people were upset when they were in, instilling Daniel Bryan into this matchup, and I was just like, no man, like because like I said, all three of these guys have had very varying degrees of health problems, so they've probably all got a finite amount of matches left in them. So you might as well just go ahead and, and pull the trigger on some of these cool matches. And these guys are all so good in the ring too, anyway. So it just and they know how to put on a, a, a show for the crowd and. There's going to be spears and and yes chance and and Superman punches and and it's 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 going to be it's going to be fun. It's going to yeah, be fun. They don't need belts to have epic moments and they're doing no. it to do it at this point. You know they've done the other things I think that they want to do and now it's you know how do we go out? That's the mm-hmm. question. Absolutely. Uh gun to your head. Who do you, who who walks out of uh, WrestleMania 37 as the WWE champ uh, Universal Champion? Mac. Oh wow. Okay. Usually don't make my wrestling predictions with that in mind. Um, (laughs) I'm taking it to the extreme. (laughs) Yeah, no shit, man. Um, Well, since Edge won uh, Royal Rumble, I guess that's some, uh, you know, real tangible evidence. So I can Mm -hmm. say that, uh, you know, makes me a little bit more percent uh, able to survive from you not shooting me in this situation. (laughs) (laughs) So you're going with Edge. Man, we have been so chalky. On this, because it just makes a lot of sense. We have been so chalky, according to, like, by Vegas standards, anyway, with the picks, that this makes me think that this is going to be the most bizarre WrestleMania of all time. Like, just so many weird finishes where I'm just like, wow, didn't see that coming, that sort of thing, right? (laughs) Just like, oh, man, I can't believe that Randy Orton RKO'd The Fiend and then took his mask off and it was Husky Harris all along, right? (laughs) Like, that sort of thing. It's like, oh... No, that would not be cool. That's the one thing that would not be cool, I think, on this matchup. No, not really, but oh. it would be surprising. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Ah, oh, good, good, uh, good talk. Yeah, so that is it for WrestleMania 37. I love talking WrestleMania every year. It's, it's so much fun. WrestleMania and Royal Rumble, two favorite, uh, Two favorite pay-per-views of the year. Um, that'll be it. Crossover Podcast available at thecrossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossoverpodcast, and we're also on iTunes. Please rate and subscribe. Five stars only. And as always, you do not have to listen, but please download the Crossover Podcast. We're also on Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher, so check us out on those uh, 
podcast platforms. And uh, please pump us up our numbers and leave us a review on whatever podcatcher you happen to be listening to the podcast on. That is it for this week. I'll be back next week. I don't know with what. We we, we got a lot going on right now. I might deign to talk Winter Winter Soldier with uh, the guy, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier with some of the guys on the comic side of the podcast. Um, Craig and I have a, have a fun exercise to do uh, for baseball, and we also want to do some sports catch-ups. We've got the NFL draft coming up. We're getting pretty close to the playoffs in, in basketball and, and hockey, even though I've sworn off basketball for the for the longest bit of time. Maybe I'll talk about that with Craig, but uh, who knows? we got some plans. But I'll, I'll, I'll be back next week, hopefully, with, with something to talk about for, for sure. Um, that is it for this week, though. Mac, as always, buddy. Great talking to you. Love talking the wrestling with you every once in a while. Really gets my juices flowing for the for the pay per view this weekend. I think I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, thanks for doing this. Good talking to you and uh, everybody. Uh, you know, stay safe, take care out there, and uh, like uh, we're, we're 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 getting these vaccines out there. At least in the states, they're getting the vaccines out there. Up here, we're having a little bit of trouble with the rollout. Don't know why, but yeah. uh, that's neither here nor there. I'm not qualified to speak on the subject up here, but uh, the one thing I'll say is seems like they could be doing a better job, but that's it. Uh, what a sad note to end the podcast on. Unfortunately, Mac, I totally blew it, but uh, whatever. Take care, everybody. Stay safe out there, and uh, we'll talk to you next time on the Crossover Podcast.